It's uh, great to see you and have to say what an amazing privilege it is to be able to talk to you, Thank BB. You. Thank you. I can't believe um, when uh, Godfrey asked me to do this. It's like, like wow. <laughs> it's so incredible. I get to talk to somebody that I've admired and heard and just like, Thank you. just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, uh, and you're looking, you're looking well. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited. I'm feeling yeah. good. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, I, I had a theory. When I turned 50, I decided that from 50, you go start counting backwards. So there you go. So that must make you work. That could be confusing. But yeah, yeah. at the same time, I love the knowledge and the wisdom that comes with age, but you yes. still have to choose to apply it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think. But uh, you're gonna you're planning a night with BB and friends, uh, yeah. celebrating your birthday. You do your birthdays in style. I can see that. <laughs> what 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 is it about uh, the the importance of celebrating your birthday? Is like you know, I, I think it's important not only just birthdays, but to celebrate. I celebrate every day, and I learned that. Um, you know, sometimes life can cause you to really understand that, you know, each day is a gift. Um, when I lost my brother, uh, he was 48 years old. And I used to wonder, you know, you walk away with the guilt of living. Why him and not me? And then when I passed 48 and I became 50 and all that, you, you still wonder, you know what? And understand life is a gift. It really is a gift and we can't take it for granted. So. Um, the milestone of 60 is like almost scary, but at the same time is, wow, I should bring this in in style. So when I turned 50, I had a celebration in New York. And at that birthday, I told my niece, I'm going to celebrate 60 in London. If I'm given that gift to become 60, I'm going to celebrate in London because London is always from day one when I visited it became very special to me. Um, and it is one of those places I just absolutely love. And I haven't had the chance to come in a long time. So I'm excited about coming to London where all the people talk funny. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I get told that here as well. And I'm living in Ireland and I've been in Ireland now for 12 years and I love it here. Yeah, I love it there too. I came to Dublin a long time ago with with a eternal, what a beautiful place. Anyways, um, I love to um hear something about your wisdom. Uh, you know, the last sixty years in the music industry. What was what was how 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 was the music industry changed, particularly the gospel music scene or the music industry in general? Like, go back go back in time to when you started. Uh, what age did you start? What was it like? And how does that compare to today? You know, when when I was seventeen, you know, we sang all our lives. Um, my mom and dad sang, so we grew up in a very no, noisy home with great music playing and great music being sang, or at least tried to be sung, um, since we were, you know, very, 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 very young. And my mom and dad supported that. Um, at the same time, I was 17 when me and my sister moved away, and we joined the likings of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker on the television evangelical uh, channel. And, and that's where BB and CC became a duet. A lot of people think, so y'all was just, you know, we didn't 
planned to be a duet, but but that happened while we were there. And it, you know, then we continued to do what we did. But music, even our music was different um, than other gospel, you know, artists at that time. But one of the things that I always loved was variety of music. I used to listen, I mean, you can't help but know Motown if you're born and raised in Detroit, you know. We knew about Stevie. We used to shovel his snow, shovel the snow of Smokey Robinson, a block and a half down, and four tops with three, three more blocks down, and you know Aretha Franklin and Gladys Knight and all these people, you know, right there in Michigan. And then people you never heard of was there in Michigan. So it was that kind of soul music um, in, in a way that really gripped everything about me. Uh, so 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 in doing that. I understood that music should change styles and various ways to present something that is so vast. You know, some people think that I got the key to music and it's got to be sung this way. And it's like, are you kidding? God created music. Music is all the way beyond your reach. And so whenever I'm giving, given that inspiration to go through another door, whether that's a different style or a different presentation, I am unafraid and I'm excited to see and to hear others that are taking those paths, you know, and bringing us to another place. So it's changed, but what does not change is the power of music. Mm -hmm. Music has the power to change your life and, 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 and bring hope and peace to a crazy, Word. And um, today, uh, what is the challenge for, particularly for the Christian and the gospel music scene, and for uh, for a new generation of musicians uh, rising up? To be unafraid of what people say, you know, um, you're going to be talked about, you're going to be ridiculed, you're going to be misunderstood, and so it is important that Christian music, gospel music, and all you know that we do is heard in places where. It's forbidden. <laughs> they used to say, your music can be played in a club. And I said, why not? There's people there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And isn't music just the, has the amazing ability to reach, like you're saying, reach into places where you can't preach and you can't talk? So that to me, not, not only believing that, but being able to live that and experience that has really always compelled me to tell other artists that are coming up, don't be afraid to where God can take your music. Now you may be misunderstood and talked about, but it's worth it because I have bumped into those people who have heard my music in various places and how it changed their lives, how it encouraged them to go through very difficult moments of their lives. And that to me, is worth being misunderstood. Yeah, I think I think that's beautiful. Not to be afraid of where your music can take you is such great advice. Um, and just to just to push and just to go for it. And uh, let's face it, God is the king. He is the god of creativity. And I often said to people, if you are into music, as Christians, we should have the edge on creativity because we're in touch with Creator God. And uh, that is no like you have an edge on creativity yourself. And uh, um, some some of your highs and low points. Points, you know, in the last 60 years. Oh man, highs, they go together. They, they, they go together. Some people think after you say, you know, meet the King of Kings, it's only going to be highs. Are you kidding me? You know, I wrote a song 
called I need to know, yes, it's okay. Can I hurdle this stone? Yes, but only together with God in our hearts, the only way somehow we can make it if you, it was the time that I was going through divorce, you know? And what a low, what a low. Uh, at the same time, what I learned is that God is faithful through all our difficulties. He's faithful and, and by being open and, and understanding the gift that I have and being unafraid to use that gift, even in difficult times, I know that same song, I Don't Cry For Me, has been a, a, a healing and a help to other people's lives. So, you know, losing my brother at 48, losing my father, um, so many, losing Whitney, I mean, one of the biggest lows, but at the same time, I've learned that through those lows, you know, um, there's something that's in front of me that is worth continuing to live for. Amen. Absolutely. And I can certainly relate to that as well, because in my own life, just uh, being diagnosed with uh, cancer uh, a couple of years ago, and just uh, one of the questions that people often ask you is like, why me? Well, and that's about why not me? I'm no different to anybody else. That's what my brother said. That's what my brother said before he passed. You know, people said, and because he was asking God the question, why me? And he said, God answered him, why not you? Absolutely. And, and just, yeah, the music is such a great way of actually communicating uh, that as well. And what about some highs in the last 60 years? Oh, man. You know, I, I love people. So, you know, to live and to watch television, just speaking in the music sense, to watch people like Barbara Streisand um, sing, and then one day uh, David Foster is going to produce something on me in CC. And so I'm in California, right? And he says, drop off the song at the studio. And I was like, Dave, I don't have time to come in. So just have somebody come out. He said, no. And I was like, why are you doing this? So I, I run in the studio and I tell the people at the front desk, hey, um, give this to David. I got to run. I'm double parked. They said, no, he told us don't take anything from you. Go into Studio B. You have to go. I was like, I'm angry. And then I walk in and I push the door open and there sits Barbara Streisand. And I say, oh, my Lord. <laughs> and she says, and David says, oh, B, he had planned this. I didn't know. He, he's good. He said, Beebe, oh, meet Barbara. Barbara, meet Beebe. And I said, hi. And she said, I'm such a fan of yours. And I said, oh, thank you real calmly. And then I said, okay, who's fooling who? You are Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and, then she said, and then she was doing a demo. And then she said, why don't you stay and sit here and, and help me on my demo? I was like, what? The police can take my car. I could care less I'm double parked. <laughs> I love that. What a high. What a high. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, put the double parking into, like, ins insignificance. Take the car. I'll get it from the car park. Are you kidding me? But but those are moments that you just don't forget because I know uh, who I am. And, and when you know who you are, and that's what my father said, before you leave my house, you're going to know who you are. So when the world starts to tell you who you are, you won't believe because you already know. So 
And, and, and that gives you a real balance in life. And, and you can enjoy the highs and you can, you, you can endure the lows because the lows are important. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's good advice to know who you really are in life. Um, I guess that would be uh, one piece of advice that you maybe you could give to uh, young musicians growing up. Constantly do, constantly. Because you have to know, because your, your, your path is different from mine. And your destination is different from mine. And I've always told these artists that were coming behind me, no, you're not just, you're not going to do what I did. You're going to go way past what I did. Way past. And so it's important to see that happen. I think that's so, so important to see. God gave me actually a mission statement at the beginning of the year when I was entering medical leave. And it was simply to champion the next generation to go further in Christ. And I think what you just said is I can see that's your heart. You want to see people coming behind you to actually mentor them just to go. Oh, my God. Take the baton and go higher and go further. Go higher. Because that's what God, God is so vast. I mean, are you kidding? His thoughts are beyond our thoughts and his ways are beyond our ways. So are you kidding? Where I went with just a little bit, there's so much more. And so it's exciting to see others that are doing that. And I, I still believe the best is yet to come. Yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I was interested on your social media. 60 and getting it done is kind of your motto on social media. What's that all about? It is, you know, a, a lot of people feel as if, you know, I started this journey of, of getting fit and doing what I can to make sure I'm healthy at the age of 33. And it wasn't that I just, you know, there was a moment that I just had, you know, this spiritual moment. No, I was getting out the shower and there was a mirror in front of the shower and the words came out, who are these people getting out the shower? Because I look like five people in one getting out of the shower. And I said to myself, I got to change this. And I went downstairs and asked the concierge, where's the nearest gym? Joined the gym for about a month because me and Cece were in Los Angeles recording, I believe, the relationship album. And I joined and I looked around because this was like unfamiliar territory. (laughs) But that was the beginning of my journey. And so understanding the, the plus, the, the uh, things that, you, you, you know, you can do for yourself. It's just a game. The Bible even talks about body the exercise profits little. So I share my journey on Instagram and encourage people that you can do it. I got it done. You can get it done. And it's been, it's been absolutely amazing to know how many lives that I have changed because some people think you're too old to start. No, 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 no. You're not. And so it has been my model since since they wanted to just encourage people, get up and get it done. Because if you take care of you, then you'll be able to do what God has called you to do. I think that's that's such good advice there. Get up and get things done for sure. Um, yeah. So um, okay, you're 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 coming into your your 60th birthday um celebrations. And I'd love to hear what like like what can people expect? Uh, uh, is this going to be open? Are the tickets going to be on sale? Um, people going to be able to come? Tickets are on sale now and tickets are flying. So if you, you, you got to get them now because they are going. And not just because of me, but bringing Karen Clark Shear, bringing Donnie McKirkin, my brother Marvin, 
uh, uh, various other people that are coming that we we haven't announced yet. But for Sean Mitchell is one of those people that's on not on the flyers that are coming. But we're coming with not only good music, and it's going to be unlike you know just the regular concert because I love creating in the background of what we're going to present. But we're coming with some good news. We're coming with some some people that have have something to say. So conversation as well as good music. And um, it's, 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 it's going to be wrapped up with great production. Like I said from the get-go, one of the things that I, I made uh, known when me and Cece started our recording career, you're not gonna know the difference from putting on a Stevie Wonder record production-wise um, with a BB and CC record production-wise. So we're coming with production that's going to cause you to get up and dance. I think I, I love the sound of that. I want to go. I just, I just, I just, I saw the day and I just want to be there. Uh, a backstage pass to meet all the artists so I can interview them as well. It'd be great. Sure. Yes, yes, we will. And, and, and um, you know, it had to be London. It had to be London. So we're, we're excited to come and invite everybody to come on and be be part of this. You've got a great lineup. Is it going to be televised, do you think? Do you think, is, is there going to be cameras there to record it so it could be played later? We we, we, we might, um, I don't know. I just know that right, right now we, we're just coming live. Um, I've been, I'm being asked by even people here, because some people here, you have to understand, I haven't been on tour in 15 years. I walked away from that part and been behind the scenes. So I have people that are angry with me that has already bought flights and tickets to come because they said, well, we can't hear you sing in the United States, but we're coming to London because you're going to sing there. So, okay, so competing with uh, people come flying. <laughs> Very good. I love it. Uh, it just looks like an amazing lineup, actually, and there's still more to come. And I love the fact that you're making it conversational as well and being creative. And because you think that's the joy. I think that's one of the differences between a Christian concert, as it were, to be able to lift up who God is and just showing testimony. London Community Gospel Choir as well. Um, yeah, I see. It's, it's, it's going to be... Um a night to remember. Uh, I did a uh, thing for Oprah Winfrey 20 years, almost 20 years ago now, called the um, uh, a tribute to all the legends, uh, Legends Ball. And I did the music component. And they're still talking about it simply because it was such a um, community coming together and being shared with another community that knew nothing about our community and so one of the things that i love like you said earlier music has a way of breaking down doors like nothing else and so we want people to bring every and anybody is invited to come and share what we're going to share well um bb it's been such a wonderful opportunity just to talk to you and hear some of what you've shared um and just some of the advice you've given as well. I think it's just been absolutely wonderful. And I just thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you for taking out the time to speak to me as well. You're most welcome. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.